Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hi, it's Terry Hemmert here. It's with a heavy heart that we inform you that we all lost our best friend. Lynn Bramer fought cancer as long as he could. He passed early this morning. He's a beautiful, beautiful soul. And people have heard him for years on the radio, heard him on the score, talking sports sometimes, doing Lynn's bin. Just a beautiful writer because he's a beautiful guy. When you hear his voice, you smile. I am the feel-good voice of America, ladies and gentlemen. I just wash over you like the surf on the Outer Banks of North Carolina on a hot summer day. Lynn Bramer is one of my favorite people. He has made a lot of people wake up with a smile on their face. There are certain people that have like an aura essence, a light to them that shines and that encompasses everyone and makes everyone feel good. The man saw beauty. He could appreciate and see and feel beauty on this planet. He is one of the great storytellers in our business. You know, I remember you 2 was in town years ago and he came in the next one he goes, I was uh, drinking whiskey with Bono uh, last night. I go, what? He's truly a titan, but yet also so accessible. He's iconic. He's a fixture, man. We all love him around here. You called Lynn Bramer your best friend in the whole world. One of our best friends in the world. Our best friend in the whole world. Lynn Bramer. I'm Lynn Bramer. Your best friend in the whole world. I called him, you big baby. My father, who loved classical music, used to sit me down in front of a Victrola, and he would play me Beethoven's Fifth Symphony in the hopes that it would instill in me an appreciation and love for classical music, which it did. But of course, then his son grew up to become a rock and roll disc jockey. Morning, DJ at WXRT. Best friend in the whole world with the head and the heart and Virginia wind in the night. The legend that is Lynn Bramer walked into the studio and did a little dance. <laughs> I forgot all about the whole Twitch idea. I was doing that for Tanny and Shane. I, I didn't know I was doing it for the world. Well, Bramer, you were doing it for our Twitch audience, and they did not know that you could move like that, my friend. That was that was very impressive. Well, then they're not paying attention to my Instagram. WXRT's Lynn Bramer. Lynn was on the same bus ride for the Cubs parade from Wrigley Field to Grant Park. One of the great people. It couldn't have been any better to have him on that bus going through the city. Lynn is a great, great announcer and a great Cub fan. I'm Lynn Bramer, 93, 
XRT. It's Pizza Friday. Our media friend, Lynn Bramer from WXRT of Lynn's Bin fame. What a treat it was to hear the voice of Lynn Bramer. God, I love that guy. <laughs> it began when the city sprouted tongues on street corners and buildings. Rolling Stone's Twitter feed featured a rising sun emblazoned with the most famous tongue in history. We knew something big was in the offing, and we are happy to say the No Filter Tour is coming to your favorite stadiums in 13 cities. We are joined on the airwaves by Mick Jagger. How are you, Mick? I'm fine, thank you. Very nice to speak to you, Lynn. Mick Jagger, as always, a pleasure. It's great to be alive, and while you've heard all roads lead to Rome, some roads lead from Chicago. We'll hold each other up through this heartbreaking time. Lynn would want that. Take nothing for granted. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Lynn Bramer, 93XRT. We've lost John Prine to the coronavirus. The song is called, When I Get to Heaven. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. Thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar. And start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand. And then I'm going to get a cocktail. Leave it to John Prine to reassure us that he's in a better place. John Prine is the singer we need now. May he rest in peace. This is 93XRT. He was one of the funniest friends I've ever had and one of the most passionate. If I ever pass away, although Mary Dixon thinks that I will live forever, for obvious reasons, I would hope that it would be a celebration. His love ran deep for his friends, co-workers, listeners, brothers, and his wife Sarah and son Wilson. The reason I do it, you really ought to know. It's all for the love of rock and roll. Till next time, I'm Lynn Bramer on XRT. Take nothing for granted. It's F period great to be alive. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Last year was the son of a bitch for nearly everyone we know. But I ain't fighting with you down in the ditch. I'll meet you up here on the road. Beautifully done by Chris Tannehill. The song, Hope the High Road by Jason Isbell and the 400 unit as picked by Shane Reardon. I shared this message earlier in the show, but we loved Lynn Bramer and Lynn Bramer loved us. He sent a message to me and said, uh, around when my dad died, Oh, Danny, you've been so much on my mind. Between your dad and your brother, it's an unimaginable situation. I was lucky with my dad, too. Kindest man that ever lived, to strangers and to family. But to have you doing a kick-ass radio show with my old friend Matt makes me so happy. Tanny really is the best in the business, and I've worked with some of the best. And Shane, what can I say? He's my spirit animal. More animal than spirit. So you've heard my stories with Lynn. Uh, You heard from his spirit animal. You heard from the best in the business there with the beautiful Chris Tannehill tribute. We're Spigs. But now let's uh, hear from Lynn Bramer's old friend, Matt, who is kind enough to join us from Mexico. Hey, Spigs. Oh, guys. That's all such beautiful stuff. I'm so glad to be with you today. Um, And I'm so glad that you all got to know Lynn the way that you did. And uh, he got to know you guys. 
the way that he did. He was uh, he was curious and passionate to talk to absolutely everybody, right? Like from from listeners who who loved him. I can't tell you how many stories I heard about him having a having a burger or having a meal with a listener he met four hours before at a rock show and they just hit it off and he was like, all right, you're worth my time, let's go. And they would just hang out and have a lifelong bond. He did it over and over and over again. And um, I don't know, but to have to have you guys know him and to have, have him know and appreciate you when, you know, I, I, mean, I, I met him in 1994 as an intern um, on, uh, on Belmont. And he was kind and curious and interested in me as a as a nobody intern because um, that's just how he was. Yeah. So it's, God, it's, it was that was that was beautiful, Tanny, and such a perfect song choice. Shane and and uh, Danny, I'm glad you shared the text, and I'm uh, I'm glad we all knew him the way we did. Yeah, you know, I said earlier, Speaks, that uh, you know I probably knew him the least of the four of us. You knew him the longest. Shane worked pretty, you know, and worked and was very close friends with him. Tanny worked closely with him and was around him a lot more uh, than I was. Like my relationship with him was unconventional. I feel like because I it wasn't wasn't really music, right? Uh, and I didn't know him the longest. In some ways, we actually bonded over cancer and had some real conversations about that. And he was just kind about what I was going through, and I was listening to him. And I don't want to make it seem like it was dozens of conversations, but it was a few. But he was just he was great to everybody. But. Uh, you knew him and gigged with him and went to games with him for, for a long time, man. So I know you're hurting. What, what stories have you been remembering and thinking about the last 24 hours? Um, so the night I moved to town, when Bill Clinton got elected in 1992, I saw my brother's band, The Otters, at Shuba's. And they played every Tuesday at Shuba's. My brother is 10 years older, John Spiegel. And um, The Otters were a really cool, interesting band. And Ray Quinn, who owns Martyrs now was uh, booking bands and doing sound at Shuba's at the time. Um, and the Otters had a cool t-shirt, which was, because they played every Tuesday at Shuba's, so it said Tuesday, January 10th, Shuba's, Tuesday, January 17th, Shuba's, and like 50 Tuesdays listed on the shirt. It was funny. Um, and uh, I wore it one day to my internship in 94, and Bramer stopped me in the hallway on Belmont and said, how do you know the Otters? How do you know the Otters? Because he knew the Otters. Um, and then I started seeing him at Otter's shows and we started seeing him at other stuff. So like the first Bramer I knew and the one that we all knew on, on some level was the guy who devoured the local music scene and was the best fan in every crowd he was ever in. Like unbelievable. He was so giving and supportive of my band Brother Brother in the 90s once he found out I was playing with John and then he was there as I had the birth of the idea of Tributosaurus before we even did it. And he came to early Tributo shows when there were 60 or 80 people in the crowd and he would scream. I remember one time we had a, uh, we had a string quartet in like our second or, or third year doing, we did the Rolling Stones and we did She's a Rainbow and Ruby Tuesday with a string quartet. And he thought the cello player, this woman named Katinka was really cool. And he would just, he stood in the crowd and just screamed, Katinka! Katinka! And just like, he went nuts as a fan and was so giving to all of us as musicians. And like my musician friends who I've known, you know, since the nineties and have been looking on Facebook, so many of them have said, what an appreciator of music and encourager of art and people taking chances. And it's like, 
he gave so much of himself. He obviously gave it on the radio and gave it in everything he wrote. But just as a music fan, the zest out there in the crowd was memorable and awesome, especially once you realized who he was. And you're like, oh, my God, this dude thinks we're cool. We must be on to something. Um, and, and, and so just the passion for that from the get-go was the best. And then, you know, as I started working a little more at the score and I was one of the, like, I was a music guy at the score and I would go across the hallway and around the corner and listen to him and see him sometimes in the mornings. And, and he would just talk music with me all the time. And then he started recruiting me to write parodies for his famous XRT opening day broadcasts, which I was a part of just writing stuff for years. And then eventually Tributosaurus was the house band for him. I think we did seven or eight, maybe, maybe it was nine. I don't know. Opening days at Yaxi's. And it was like all different phases of my score career, Danny, you know, like I was still a producer and then I was a part-time host. And then eventually I was back with Mac and I was doing it as a full-time host doing the, uh, the rare double where you get to be the house band for Bramer in the morning at Yaxi's and then walk down the street to the midday show at a different, and I was like, God damn it, I, I bet I'm the only guy doing this. And Bramer was the guy I wanted to talk to about all of it. So it's like, it, it just every step of the way, so funny, so smart, so creative, so crazy fun to work with. And 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 just on, on the personal level for me, everything he liked to talk about, I wanted to talk about. Everything. And so anytime we saw each other, all we wanted to do was talk to each other about music, baseball, food, comedy, writing, uh, movies, like whatever. He was so damn funny and a connoisseur of culture. And it just, you know, it, it's like, I and I said this in the post yesterday, like everybody that I've wanted to text about or whatever, I could connect with on all the levels that I connected with Lynn about. And so it's like, that's what the loss is just feels so big. Like he advised me on parenting Ruben. Um, I watched him parent Wilson. His son Wilson took slide guitar lessons from my brother for like six years. I remember them coming to my brother's apartment when I was living there. I just moved back from LA and I was hanging out with Lynn and Wilson and my brother. And I was having an unbelievably great time just watching them learn. And now Wilson is a really good slide guitar player. Um, and just a sweet, really, really wonderful young man who's now lost his father so so damn early. But um, so there's there's just lots of levels, man. There's the musical, the baseball, there's all that, and then there's spiritually. I just thought he was a beautiful spirit, and we connected on that, and with passion and and joy and and love for everything. Yeah, he was uh, he was the best of us, and you know he wanted to be he wanted to be celebrated, right? He didn't want it to be sad. He didn't want to be mourned. Uh, We've been talking a lot about his signature phrase. It's it's great to be alive, and it's like he would want us to still feel that way, right? Like for sure. It it, it sucks that he isn't, but it's great that we are, and to have that presence and that positivity and that generosity of spirit. I remember thinking uh, the last time he was on, he said something kind of offhand about our show, like like now we'll get back to regular programming or something, and he was like. What's regular programming with you four bozos or whatever? He's like, I yeah. love listening because I don't know what I'm going to hear. And it was just like a distillation in two or three sentences down to like what I feel like we're trying to do. And it was like, 
yeah, oh man, if, if Bramer's a fan, we must be on to something, which is like what you were feeling with your with yes. your with your band. Like he was just he was so positive and encouraging and uh you felt like if you won him over, you were you were doing something right. And funny as hell, man. Like he yes. m- mocking how I would sing with the parody songs. I was looking through my messages with him. He's like, you could pay the most trained musician $10,000, put him in a studio, and he had, you know, like this whole, like, elaborate thing, and give him ten grand to sing that badly and that flatly, and they would not be able to do it. You, my good sir, have a gift. And I'm like... Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. And and, and when I was trying to talk about your singing and what we do as outsider music, and he was the one who was texting me and trying to help me like phrase it appropriately so I didn't offend anybody, but correctly explained what, what I was trying to do. So yeah, but no, he, he got our show, man. He got it. Cause he loved improv. He loved comedy. Like and it, he turned me on to some of those, um, some of those old national lampoon comedy records. He was all about it. Um, and I'm sure he and Joel Murray, you know, bonded on that stuff. So yeah, he, he loved anything that was difficult and was made to sound easy whether it was musical, um, he, he loved the beautiful difficulty of it, you know? And he loved that about baseball. He loved the beautiful difficulty of baseball. He was a pitcher, man. Yep. He was a damn good 16 and 17-year-old pitcher who topped out at about 84 miles an hour, but he had a good curve. And he, he pitched seven, eight shutout innings a bunch of different times um, in high school and in rec league and stuff. And he wanted to be a major league pitcher, but he couldn't top out over 84. So, you know, and it's like, I got to tell you, so we used to be in this fantasy baseball league, me and him and Norm Weiner, the old program director of XRT and a bunch of other folks. And we'd have our, our drafts at Fitzgerald's bill and Kate Fitzgerald and Berwyn. They would open the place for us and leave us the keys to the bar and, 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 and say, yeah, you can drink whatever you want. Just leave us some money in a bucket. So we'd leave them 150 bucks at the end of the day or whatever. We'd all chip in and hang out for like nine hours, a ridiculous national league only league with like 14 rounds of reserve drafts at the end where by the end, none of us knew anything, you know, but um, it seemed annual. We always did it on a Sunday early in the season. By the end of the day, because there were games being played, because we never got our, our crap together to do it before opening day. So we would do it, and then we'd watch the Cubs and Sox while we're drafting. By the end of the day, annually, he would have drafted a guy that got hurt by the end of the day, every single time. And he just knew it was coming, and then eventually just was snake-bitten like a Cub fan and just believed he was going to lose every year. I think he won one year finally, but he was an elegant and hilarious loser for like 14 years of a fantasy baseball league. Well, and, and you can speak to this, generous, generous to you and your family and to a lot of people, yes? A, 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 giver, a giver of tickets to so many, especially obviously as the health got worse. But even before that, every time we're at a game and you know when you're texting each other, you're like, I'm sitting here, where are you sitting? You wanna come sit here for a while? Like if he had better ones or if I had better ones, we'd swap or whatever. And just incredibly loving to Christine and to my daughters, um, my bonus daughters, uh, just, and he eventually got their numbers and would text them directly because Emma lives right by the park and would just take care of them. Uh, anytime and and you know and and Christine was very emotional and touched thinking about Lynn because he was just so accepting and so warm and never made her or 
uh, her girls feel less than in any way. Like you just, you just had that warmth, you know, um, for everybody. Uh, so yeah, funny and brilliant and into baseball and into music and passionate and ridiculous. I, I, I will say one thing that I don't know if anybody has mentioned the name Gene Shepard yet. Do you know who that is Gene Shepard? No. If if any, anybody has ever seen A Christmas Story, that's the narrator of the movie The Christmas Story. And he was a radio legend in, I, I guess, the 40s, 50s, and, and early 60s. Um, but Lynn loved Gene Shepard. And he and I used to talk about it a bunch. Because, like, Lynn's writing for those Lynn's bins, it's just... It's gorgeous, right? It's gorgeous and the pace of it. And he, I told him once he was a modern day Gene Shepard and he liked that a lot. Like he's so like, he was so schooled in, in radio and in, in, in writing and culture. Like he just, he just, he knew exactly what he was trying to do and he nailed it. Those, those Lynn's bins just as a curator of our, our shared culture, you know, to pick exactly the right song and exactly the right words to describe the feeling and it just hit the right tone every time i hope to god they become a compendium or a, or a book and um and it's available or he's available um as a as an audio collective they need to be available it feels like when roger ebert died frankly and roger ebert's book which is called life itself is so gorgeous and you're like came out right around then and it's like oh god it said chicago's lost an absolute um, iconic voice, and uh, it needs to be preserved and, and and offered to everyone for a long, long time. Yeah, man. I mean, he not from here, but of here. You know, he yeah. he, he was Chicago. I mean, it's it's up on the marquee at Wrigley. It's on the marquee at Metro. Uh, Jason Isbell, Wilco. Um, I mean. How many other people, Shane, were you telling me? Head in the heart. They were big fans of his. They just did one of the last XRT pop-up shows at Reggie's uh, that he wasn't able to to come out to. Um, they're all over the place today. Just John Cusack. Just anyone that you think company. has a – yeah, the record company. Anyone you think yeah. could have a connection to Chicago knew Lynn Bramer. Yeah. Just the, um, just the, the, the widespread reach, you know? You just – and, like, his stories and his rock and roll stories and his – it was, I mean, we played some of the, you know, earlier, like a story of him, him and Keith Richards in a hotel room in St. Louis. Oh, that, that, that's the one. I know that story. I was just thinking of it. And I was like, I can't do it justice. I'm thinking of it, but I can't do it justice. I'm glad you played it. That's yeah. Awesome. It, no, he, he was just uh, a great storyteller. And it was funny, like, you know, an unbelievable radio talent, man. Like you talk about the Lynn's bin, like he, that was another thing that him and I would talk about. Because, again, we didn't really bond over music. But uh, the radio, the, the craft of radio, he, he, yes. he could have done our job. He could have done any job in radio. He was, he was brilliant at it. I, um, I, I wanted to host a show with him so many different times and so many times along the way. I, I'm sorry, I wonder if I can me. find uh, – yeah. <laughs> um, they were like – Mitch was like, how about Pat Manley? And I was like, how about Lynn Bramer? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it, no, it wasn't. It, it never came up like that. But, like – Hit and run. I asked him if he'd do all of hit and run with me one year, but he came in one time and did an hour and a half or two hours, and it was just it was just so great. The um, not my part, his part. The uh, I, I every year as Cubs opening day would approach, like a morning before, he would start texting or emailing me or whatever ideas for parody songs, and we did so many, you know. Um, Theo was just all right with me. Um, ain't no rest for the Rickettes. 
Uh, money don't grow on trees. What else? Lester Day. Edwin Jackson seems so far away. Found an ace who's worth an overpay. I mean, just ridiculous stuff that we wrote together and just giggled so completely. Day game believer. And I don't even remember the second half, but there's there's so many of them that were just so ridiculous. For you, Darvish, we did, you've made me so very happy. And just like, and little jokes. Tributosaurus loved him. And he loved us and supported us and like, but, and, and would come on stage and sing with us. Um, and when we would do the, uh, the XRT listener poll stuff, uh, passionate singer, uh, not, um, not the greatest singer. Um, he's no Danny Parkins. Uh, right. Um, obviously so few are. Right. Yes. So few, but, uh, a very willing, very willing singer. Let's let, let's say that, but no, a good guitar player. I just, I mean, there's, there's just, there's just so many damn things. Well, you've picked a song, right? Can you, so we're gonna, we're gonna let this song take us to break. We'll play a little of his, some, some baseball stuff from him uh, on the other side, and we'll let you get back to your Mexican uh, vacation. It had been a while, frankly, since you had been in tropical paradise. Um, is it a Mexican vacation in Mexico, or is he just trying to celebrate the Mexican culture anywhere? That's my question. Yeah. It's a vacation a in Mexico. Okay. It is in Mexico. Um, would you like to see the ceramic fish that I painted? Am I on the Twitch? Would you like to see the you... ceramic fish that I painted? Yeah, please. Um, yeah, this this was while listening to the XRT tribute, Terry Hammert and Marty Leonard's this morning. I painted uh, Nemo here. Um, you got to hold it up more to like face level. Okay. There it is. Oh, yeah. When did Nemo get purple eyeshadow? <laughs> That's a good call, Shane. I panicked when I got to the eyes. I panicked. Uh, I was working off a photo on my phone, but then I just I I ad lib to purple eyeshadow. That's for Lynn. It's Lynn Nemo, the purple eyeshadow is for Lynn. Nemo the stripper. <laughs> yeah. Find Nemo uh, West on Roosevelt. <laughs> Yes, yes, um, but that—that's for you, Lynn. I'll, uh, I'm going to give that to Ruben as a piggy bank, and he can keep it forever. He called Ruben the Rubenator. How's the Rubenator? He would say. Um, so, all right. So here's the song. So every year he'd write all these Cubs parody songs, and this one he wrote with the great Pete Crozier, who produced and I think still did produce Lynn's Bins, the former morning show producer, and the great Chris Swake was a colleague on so many of those morning shows and a collaborator, and uh, he helped dig this one out today, so I appreciate it. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie's song, I Will Follow You Into the Dark, an oddly dark choice for Lynn, who uh, rewrote it as I Will Follow You Into the Park, and it's always fit, um, it's always hit me much more emotional um, than, than I think he intended, but it's just kind of, it's been in my head today, so I thought that was the right one. Thanks, Speaks. All right, guys, thank you. I'll see you soon. Cubs of mine, you tanked 69. Our lives are so entwined. I'll follow you into the park. No series rings, a penance to make us sing. Just the joy Wrigley brings, waiting at Addison and Clark. Baseball and fate decide that they will not be denied. Better to have suffered than never to have tried. If there's still fight inside you when the L embarks, then I'll follow you into the park. 
2003, from Farnsworth to Mark of Three, I got my ego bruised by the guy with corked bats. I had been undone, as they told me, son, curses the heart of Cubs. So I thought that was that. If baseball and fate decide that they will not be denied, better to have suffered than never to have tried. If there's still fight inside you when the LM barks, then I'll follow you into the park. You and me have seen every loss to see From Bartman to Steve Garvey And the chords in our throats Are all worn down The time for Zambrano For Dealey and Fontenot Ramirez and Terrio Make it sooner than soon Hendry and Lou decide that they will not be denied. Celebrate the fans raising their W signs. If there's still fight inside you when the L embarks, then I'll follow you into the park. Then I'll follow you into the park. Thank God you found us at 93.1 FM WXRT. I'm Lynn Bramer, your best friend in the whole world. It's great to be alive. So let's start today with a songwriter who has been known to climb on the stage of the Metro as the Christmas Unicorn, a rare and beautiful creature costumed in stunning colors. And while you've heard all roads lead to Rome, some roads lead from Chicago. This is Sufjan Stevens. This is Chicago. The beautiful voice of Lynn Bramer. I don't know what they're planning on doing with all of the Lynn's bins and everything, but they got them. We heard a lot of it on the XRT tribute today. I don't know if they'll be releasing it to be said as a book or an audiobook or a website or what they'll do, but... Uh, they will uh, it will not be the last you've heard uh, from Lynn Bramer. And I can confidently say that there will be some sort of event. Uh, maybe when the weather gets better to get everybody together, there will be money raised for charity. Uh, I can confidently say that the Cubs will do something around opening day, and maybe they'll be a part of it. So, you know, all the entities in this city that uh, Lynn loved and that loved Lynn, which are innumerable, um, you know, there will be many, many more days and tributes and memories for uh, the great Lynn Bramer. And if you haven't yet, you could, uh, if you want to hear Lynn in a space that you maybe haven't, if you haven't gotten into the bear yet, uh, the FX show, he is the opening of episode seven of the first season, uh, eight episode season. He's featured in the bear, which was just a golden globe nominated show that our buddy Jeremy Allen White uh, won Best Actor for. And uh, 
Who knows? Maybe they'll do something on season two of the Bear. Yeah, and I texted Jeremy yesterday uh, the the XRT tweet to let him know that Lynn had passed, and and his words were, "He will be so missed." I loved listening to XRT when we were filming in Chicago. So, it's um, it's Lynn's passing is obviously something that's felt not here, not only here in Chicago, but but nationwide. It's um, some things aren't fair. Um, it's you know things have to happen, but this is. This is for sure one of them, and um, I don't know. It just uh, it it feels bad, and and yeah. for for those of you out there who didn't know Lynn personally but knew him through the radio, which is just as personal, it's okay, it's okay to feel bad. I'm a I'm a grown man of thirty years, and I sat on my couch yesterday and went in and out of just crying like a baby. It's it's okay to feel that way, and I've been I'm sitting here next to Tanny. I'm surprised. Tanny hasn't been making fun of me today for how much I'm just crying here. It's just, I mean, personally, you're probably texting your wife or something about it. Um, Sorry, what I was texting my wife about, what a, anyway. What a baby I am. Yeah, it's it's um, it's okay to feel bad. I it's, do want to thank you, though, Shane. Like, real, real talk right now, because after Lynn had his unfortunate diagnosis and we, you know, Shane decided, actually Lynn decided that he wanted nothing more than Shane to cook a meal for him. And so we talked about it on the show a little bit that day, but you you brought Lynn a special meal that you cooked, from, you know, from scratch. And I really I had nothing to contribute, but I wanted to see Lynn. I wanted to show Lynn that we all kind of supported him, and that I supported him, and we missed him, and we wanted to give him a little bit of the of the vibe that he was missing around these hallways a little bit. So like I wanted to thank Shane for like and allowing me to be a part of that of of bringing Lynn food when he was down here in his new spot. Uh, when he's you know undergoing treatment, I really had nothing to do with that except drive there, <laughs> and the idea to get some oh we should get some fresh bread from Damatos, <laughs> and that's a contribution. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very minimal, but Shane didn't have to allow me to be part of that. Um, but I appreciated that that much, and in turn we got to talking, and Lynn was like, "Someone please take my Cubs tickets," you know. So he was able to give my brother-in-law and my father-in-law like his seats at the end of the season. And uh, I, I, you know, I got a desk of thank you cards uh, or a deck of thank you cards on my desk. I never got a chance to send him one, um, but he knows I appreciate it. I told him in the moment, but one of those little things you keep putting off. But, you know, if you are listening out there and there's a little gesture that maybe you're putting off, don't do it. You know, we always say, you know, if you love someone, tell them. Yeah. If you got a little gesture like that, do it. So I want to thank Shane for letting me be a part of that. And uh, thanks for the tickets, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. They had a great time at Wrigley. I don't know how everybody on this station today has been able to keep it together so well, man. <laughs> like Ber- Bernstein and Lawrence did like two hours on this today, and I I can't uh, stop crying. Yeah, Dan it, it broke down a little bit during crosstalk. Okay, not, I missed not, that. Not judging, he was so awesome. You heard a little bit of it in the uh, tribute to Lynn, but he uh, he broke down a little bit. You know, Dan was very close. Bernstein very close to Lynn. He's an XRT P1, as am I. You know, I can't listen to uh, Wu-Tang and Mob Deep all the time in my right. car with my daughter. <laughs> so XRT was always the go-to when I was taking my kid to school in the morning. Back when Lynn was on in the morning, I used to listen to him every day. Uh, it was rotate between Mully and Hanley, Mully and Haw, and Lynn and Mary. And, uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, I just can't believe that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head up and uh, drive around, maybe see the, the Metro uh, marquee tonight and see that in person and, you know, Maybe head up to the Candlelight, one of the spots in Rogers Park, see if they've got anything up there for him yet. They always pay tribute to him up there. So, yeah, man, it's going to be tough. I'm going to hit a couple of his spots tonight. I'll, I'm going to go to Nisi Lounge and G-Man just for a beer or whatever and just just it, remember you know, the last time I was with uh, Lynn at G-Man, it was for a Sonic 45 show. And everything that you're hearing today about 
Lynn dancing and being a horrible dancer, but dancing like absolutely no one is watching is 100% true. And just, I, I can... I can picture, I can close my eyes right now, and I was sitting at the bar. He and Sarah were sitting to the left, just jamming out to Speegs and Len Casper uh, at Sonic 45. And it's it's those 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 little moments that I'm gonna that I'll miss the most. So he loves you guys very much, man. I am uh, I'm very sorry for your loss. He was great to all of us, and um, yeah, the the best of us, man, because. You'd think he's your best friend in the whole wide world. Like he always said, he had all of the friends that he needed and then some, and everybody knew him and everybody adored him. Everybody loved him. And uh, he was always looking for more friends and he was always being more opening and welcoming uh, to all of us. So it's a devastation for all of us here at Odyssey. Obviously the people at XRT, most specifically, they did an incredible job today and will continue to do a great job carrying his legacy forward. We have a few uh, more pieces of audio uh, including some of his early score memories. So if you want to hear a couple of legends, uh, on the other side you will hear Terry Boers and Lynn Bramer talk about their relationship and early days at the score. It's coming up next. Parkinson speak on the score. Keith Richards, one of the things he points out is that unlike most people who experimented with drugs, and drugs are bad, make no mistake about it, but he, because of who he was, got pharmaceutical purity like nobody else would see. So he was he was so doing, he had that going he got the for best him. Drugs. He, he had the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle solution, you know. He, <laughs> yeah. He was not he was not snorting baby powder. You've told a story in the past of right, running of meeting in. Keith at three in the morning in a hotel in St. Louis. You have to understand that, that Keith, sometimes you can barely understand what he's saying because a lot of you, anybody can do an impersonation of Keith Richards because uh, half of what he says is, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think he said, thanks, mate. He's a pirate. Lynn Bramer, rock and roll. We're gonna miss you, buddy. But we're uh, grateful to be alive, and it's what you would have wanted. It's great to be alive. So, uh, Speaks just texted. From uh, a guy over at the Metro who recorded the uh, live XRT shows. A definite Lynn moment seared into my memory involved him introing The Who, the House of Blues, after declaring, quote, the kinks and the stones were for bleeps who couldn't handle The Who. He leapt off the stage like Townsend and totally stunned the joint. The band in the wings went nuts and high-fived him as he rolled by. Totally rock and roll. The guy was just cool as bleep, man. He was cool as bleep. It's a huge loss for this city. But he made the city better. So we'll miss you, Lynn. And uh, it's cool the tributes that you guys have planned for him tonight. Pour out some of the good stuff. What was the guy? Was it Flam who said, Shane, do you drink your best stuff on your worst days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He and I had shared some some pretty good texts uh, earlier yesterday because we had a nice nice meal with him at Rosemary one night um, around when they first opened. Uh, Lynn also loved Rosemary big time. Have you been to Rosemary? Yeah, uh, yeah, but thirty one times. Thirty one times. Thirty one times. You're keeping your stats. I'm not. The restaurant is. <laughs> Has anyone been more? No. Wow. No, I, I've been to Rosemary more times than anyone in the city of Chicago. 
congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the good way to end the show. Oh, man. Thank you. I pulled the doubleheader on Friday. I hit Joe's Steakhouse Boulevard. Then we went to Rosemary. God, you're a loyal. Uh, <laughs> wow. Thank you. Who are our guests today? Uh, Speaks called in from Mexico. I drove a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> Speaks called in from Mexico. and uh, Joel Murray. Joel Murray. Brother of Bill Murray. That's, friend of Lynn Bramer. That's right. Was on the show today as well. Ant Heron hosting uh, in place of Speaks the next two days. So it'll be me and Big Ant. Uh, the next two days, plenty of football conversation to be had. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat and video stream. I see there's a gif already of me catching Dan Patrick's microphone, or not microphone, Marconi from dropping off the microphone stand. I caught it. Ninja-like reflexes. Shane Reeder and our executive producer, thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill, the best sound man in the business. That's not me saying it. That's Lynn Bramer saying it. Makes us sound better than we are each and every day. Lawrence Holmes is going to do the double dip for a couple of segments, taking you up until Bulls basketball, but we are ending the show couple of legends talking to each other about the good old days. Here's Terry Boers and Lynn Bramer from Terry's Retirement Show on The Score. The true radio legend Lynn Bramer. Oh, it is Lynn. From XRT. <laughs> Seeing, you know, Jiggets and North and Hanley up here. That I mean, that whole crew. XRT was filled with sports fans. My boss, Norm Weiner, incredible sports fan. And, uh, you know, at the, at the same time, there's this influx of new people and it's getting crowded. We're also a little starstruck because... You know, Norm and I and Seth Mason, who we've talked about, Mm -hmm. and Harvey Wells, we used to go to this hot dog stand on uh, North Milwaukee Avenue in the late 80s. And the the problem my doctor thought was I went there too much. I don't know. It's a 320 cholesterol high (laughs) because I'd go there and Mike North and BB would be there and B's mother Grace would be in the back making the Italian beef. And the cops would come in and the neighborhood guys would come in. And Mike would give free hot dogs to the Schur's basketball team if they won. So here's this guy we know. He's fun to hang out with. And then a couple months after he's running the hot dog stand, he's giving Jim Brown crap on the air at the score. <laughs> I remember. Uh, but it, it, was, it was a great relationship. You know, WXRT, whenever anybody on the score needed some music, they'd send some intern running over there saying, hey, we need uh, such and such. such such." I remember one day an intern rushed over and said, "Um, do you have Rick Derringer, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo? And, you know, you roll your eyes, you go, yeah, we have Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, uh, but we don't have it on CD. We just have it on vinyl. Okay. And they run back with it, and they say to the score host at the time, I I can't find Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. And the score host turns it over and goes, yeah, it's right here. And the intern goes, you mean they have music on both sides? (laughs) I hear you. Terry's always been my baseball whisperer in a a sports station filled with White Sox fans over the years. I could always find Terry, and he would understand me, you know? I do. He would would sit me down and go, Lynn, it's going to be okay. Not today. Maybe not next year. Maybe not in five years but it's going to be okay. And it's really been okay knowing you all these years and uh, happy to represent WXRT and everybody there who has uh, really grown and, and enjoyed uh, this long-standing relationship uh, with the score over the years. Well, I thank you. That, that, that's a true radio legend. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.